what do you think tap water is? It's a gay bomb, baby. And I'm not saying people didn't naturally have homosexual feelings. I'm not even getting into it. You think I am like, oh, shocked by it. So I'm up here bashing it because I don't like gay people. I don't like them putting chemicals in the water that turn the friggin' frogs gay. Hello, and welcome back to the Stool Pigeons podcast. I'm Harrison Davenport. And I'm Jack Jameswood. Jack, do you want to let the people know about something uh, you'll have coming out soon? Yeah, I just wanted to mention for our Stool Pigeons listeners out there that I will be doing an upcoming solo pod on Deadly Illusions. It's a recently released Netflix movie, one of the worst, but also one of the most entertaining movies that I've seen. And it answers the question, if Kelsey Grammer was trans, would you want to smash? The answer is yes. Stay tuned and subscribe to the Patreon that will be coming out soon. We should also add that Kelsey Grammer is the lead actor in Frasier, for those who don't know Kelsey Grammer, because he's had a real career downturn recently. Yes, so if you're interested in hot Kelsey Grammer, that is something you're going to want to look into. I'm sure that has huge appeal. Harrison, did you happen to catch that story um, of the Biden staffers that were fired for admitting their past marijuana use this week? Yes, I did. I did see that. Well, um, maybe some of our listeners out there uh, did not see the breaking uh, BuzzFeed news on Friday. Um, It came from a BuzzFeed headline that was called Biden White House Sandbagging Staffers Sidelines Dozens for Pot Use. So let's catch you up on the story. Dozens of White House staffers have been suspended, asked to resign, or placed in a remote work program for past marijuana use, frustrating staffers who were pleased by initial indications from the Biden administration that recreational use of cannabis would not be immediately disqualifying for would-be personnel, according to three people familiar with the situation. BuzzFeed continues, the policy has even affected staffers whose marijuana use was exclusive to one of 14 states in the District of Columbia, where cannabis is legal. Sources familiar with the matter also said the number of young staffers were either put on probation or canned because they had revealed past marijuana use in an official document they filled out as part of a lengthy background check for a position in the Biden White House. So, Harrison, what were your thoughts about this story? I think we might have a difference of opinion. Is that right? You were saying before the show that you thought uh, you didn't think that the staffer should have been fired? Yeah, so the first thing that I want to note is the people who were fired, there were five total people that were fired, and but it didn't really go into detail about how many remote workers were affected and how many people were put on leave. It didn't address any of that. But the first point that I wanted to make was that the policy affected staffers whose marijuana use was exclusive to places where it is legal. I find that pretty stupid in all honesty. As you outlined, we have 35 states total where medical cannabis is legal. And then we have 14 states, including the District of Columbia, uh, the North Northern Mariana Islands and Guam, where it's also legal. South Dakota, it's no longer legal there because they did overturn 
the recreational legalization referendum last month. But I do have a problem with that. Also, the White House, you know, they defended the policy by saying it was to protect national security. I just don't really see a valid reason that keeping people who smoke any amount of weed out of federal government is good for national security. Well, also want me to explain how it could possibly be the case. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let me finish my point. And then also, I don't think there's any instances where a major leak of national security uh, was tied to a security clearance holder, you know, actually getting stoned. Well, okay. So the way that this relates to national security is I actually went through this list of questions that uh, some of the employees have to fill out like yes or no. And they're very simple. And you can tell the ones that you're supposed to lie on and the ones you're supposed to tell the truth on. Like, have you ever been associated with a gang? Do you own an illegally? uh, Have you ever illegally possessed a firearm? Have you ever joined a white nationalist organization? All those no. Now, when it comes up for drug use and it's like, have you ever uh, used drugs illegally? You just say no. And here's how this relates to national security. I'm, I'm sure you remember uh, Ken Melman in the uh, GOP during the Bush White House. He was gay. But the reason that he got to that position of power in the same way that the Biden White House is saying, you know, marijuana is bad. Back then, the thinking was being gay was bad. Now, but the way that you kept power was on forums where I'm sure there's a question was like, have you ever, you know, had a guy's dick in your mouth? And you would just check the no box, even if you had. And the problem that I have with some of the Biden people was that they were being honest. Now, in the national security role, that's going to be very, very dangerous because you could imagine that Vladimir Putin could come over here with a wig with huge tits. And he just goes up to some of those people and he's like, oh, you work in the Biden White House. Um, What are the nuclear codes? That's very plausible, don't you think? Yeah, I agree. That's actually a pretty good point. I hadn't thought of it that way. So honestly, yeah, he was just weeding out the uh, the weaker candidates who weren't willing to get ahead by lying, which in politics, we all know that's very important. But I mean, you also have to consider and this this will be my last uh, point on this is, you know, how is national security or foreign policy going to work when you have people that smoke weed and are empathetic, uh, you know, the kind of people that supported Marianne Williamson and think, you know, maybe our Saudi alliance in Yemen, where we are helping them uh, execute genocide against uh, Yemeni civilians, women and children causing starvation. Like, how are those people do you really want them over those foreign policy obje- objectives? Because you know what's going to happen. They're going to say, well, that's bad. And you know what's going to happen? We're going to have a Snowden situation on our hands. We're going to have a Daniel Ellsberg on our hands. And we're going to have a lot of leaks to the press, to the New York Times, Washington Post. And it's like, oh, my God, we're doing war crimes again. It's just it's Snowden 2.0 again. That's very dangerous for national security. That's very true. The American people really don't want to know about our war quant war crimes or any of the bombings that we're doing overseas. They just prefer to have no clue that it's going on. Exactly. And see that, I mean, the problem, and I'm sure the Biden White House won't state this publicly, is, look, they really, we don't really care about weed. But what we saw was these people are ethical and they're going to tell the truth. And that is a huge concern for national security. And I'm sure they were thinking like, 
do we really want another Edward Snowden here? And it's like, no, okay, say it's for weed then. Definitely. Let's just take these bastards down. Let's blame it on them toking up. Hey, but in all seriousness, we do have to actually fire these five people that did put that they've used methamphetamine since they've been in the White House and been doing lines before filling out this document. What I think is pretty funny, if you remember um, Trump's doctor, Ronnie Jackson, who they called the Candyman, who was just giving out Schedule II drugs the entire time. Yeah, he was also Obama's doctor, too, I believe. Yeah, yeah, but he was really got... He he really uh, was revving up with gas on the, under the Trump administration. And I mean, it's not like they're going to drug test Biden. No, never, never. It would be funny if they were like, oh, well, um, yeah, you will get fired for crack or you will get fired for weed, but uh, not for crack. Yeah, especially from Biden, who is, you know, the toughest on the crime bill. Well, that and it would be funny if the nudes policy had to be was amended just so that uh, Hunter Biden could potentially be an advisor in the Biden administration. Take on a Jared Kushner role. Exactly. Broker peace in the Middle East. Yeah. Put him over drug policy. I, I would I, make him the drug czar. Let let Hunter Biden be the drug czar. And over sex workers. Yeah, exactly. I, I mean, I would put him over any of the people that Biden's bigging right now. I mean, do you want somebody from like West Virginia that, you know, held up the needle exchange, which is somebody that Biden's thinking of now? Or do you want a guy that smoked crack and gets foot jobs and has uh, gotten money from Burisma for nothing? You definitely don't want him over anything as it relates to laptop security, though. And you definitely don't want to give him a government issued laptop. Dude, he should be the regulator of porn. That could also be a good idea. He could take uh, donations from MindGeek. Yeah. Now, MindGeek, I've been thinking about. I really hope that they eventually go public because I would that IP would be hot. I'm honestly, I'm surprised that they haven't, especially with all of this stuff going on. They could honestly just do a SPAC, just acquire some small time company and go public. Well, trust me, I, I was actually looking into that to see who the companies that have the largest stake on Reddit the other night, and people are, you know, kind of frothing at the mouth to get Pornhub stock. Oh, absolutely. That would go crazy on Wall Street bets. The memes that those people would have, that's a stock that they would actually believe in, too. I mean, it's a damn good stock. They have, you know, uh, basically a monopoly over uh, pornography on the Internet. And if you are interested in pornography, you are going to want to stick around for later. Harrison, I believe you had a you are kind of an amateur uh, citizen journalist in medicine, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So I'm just going to go ahead and lead us in with a solid news clip here just to kind of open up, open up the mood for the story. All right, let's now shift our attention to Iran, where an Iranian cleric might have just grabbed the prize for the most bizarre anti-vaccine conspiracy theory. Now, embarking on what many have described as a bit of a homophobic rant on his Telegram platform of 210,000 followers, the so-called father of Islamic medicine has claimed that the COVID-19 vaccination turns people into homosexuals. Now, according to a publication, Atullah Abbas Tabrizian took to Telegram to write, don't go near anyone who's had the COVID vaccine. They have become homosexuals. I actually went down a rabbit hole on the internet the other day because... Now, Harrison, if I'm not mistaken, you did get the COVID vaccine. Is that correct? I did. So 
after getting the COVID vaccine, I went ahead and just searched on Google because I was like, hmm, I wonder if anyone has staked this territory out about the COVID vaccine causing people to become gay. And unsurprisingly, yes, so many people have staked this out. Like it was unbelievable the amount of information I found. So you had that Iranian cleric, but I also found an article from December 18th, 2014, where anti-vaccine group, a legitimate question that vaccines can make children gay. That was one of them. The next one that I found So we have an Iranian cleric. The next one I found, Orthodox rabbi claims COVID-19 vaccine can make people gay, but it doesn't just stop there. And then an unlikely alliance forms. Next, we have QAnon, latest loony conspiracy, COVID-19 vaccines turn people gay. So we have all of those stories. Then I keep reading. I find out a conservative pastor in Tennessee made similar comments in March claiming that same-sex marriage was the cause of COVID-19 and that the pandemic was a reckoning from God. And finally, in November, an anti-LGBTQ televangelist who blamed the COVID-19 pandemic on fornication and living a sinful lifestyle died after contracting the virus. I mean, that is a deadly combination for Trump to bring all that multiracial uh, coalition, Muslims, Jews, Christians, QAnon. I mean, I think if he runs in 2024 on vaccines make you gay, he could win re-election for the second time. Yeah, he's reaching out to so many different groups, and it could actually help him finally uh, bring peace to the Middle East. Now, did you um, maybe check out the Lancet or the American Journal of Medicine to see whether these gay claims are true? I'm very concerned. I have not got my shot yet. There was no scholarly research on this out there yet. But, you know, we're just getting cooking with the vaccines and, you know, primarily older people have been vaccinated at this point. So there's really not enough research out there to really tell us uh, if if this is actually true, because these people, while they were actually basing it on nothing, Mm -hmm. they had no claims to actually back up what they were saying since it's going back to 2014. It's got to be true or at least have some merit. Well, and you would think because the elderly are the most straight demographic in the country that after they've gotten their vaccination, if they if an elderly man, you know, Mr. You know, Johnson across the street, if you do see him sucking off the mailman, um, it's definitely a result of that COVID vaccine and probably just wait a couple of months. So if you see um, that your grandmother is listening to Pussy Riot or going down on, you know, her home aid health care worker, that is woo, you need to get you need to lawyer up and you need to figure out what uh, vaccine, whether it was Johnson jo- and Johnson, Moderna, the Astrid uh, Zeneca or whatever it is. And you need to sue these people because, yeah, the vaccine did turn your elderly loved one. Uh, into a homosexual. Yes, yes, most likely. And I did keep going down the rabbit hole of looking at some YouTube videos, which I did pull up some good comments from those, which were pretty amazing. So this is from Zelda Gigafan. I get every vaccine, so that must mean I'm severely autistic and a raging homosexual. Did she say whether she was? Uh, we don't know the gender of this person, so it uh, could be male, female, or trans, but that's they just said they get every vaccine, so they could be. 
Interesting. Uh, next, we have from Richie B seventy six. I've just had the first vaccine injection. Does this make me bisexual before the second one makes me totally gay? That's actually a really good question. I hadn't thought about that. Which uh, the I think the answer is probably yes. I mean, it could be. Now, what I would do for my elderly loved one is now a lot of I know probably most of our listeners are millennial or Gen Z and probably 15 to 50 percent of millennial and Gen Z people are either gay, bisexual or trans. So what you're going to want to do is if your grandparents live in a nursing home, if pop pops in the wheelchair, you know, what you're going to want to do is find your friend a twink and, uh, you know, maybe get him give him some blue chew and take him to the nursing home and you just get him very hard and have him just stand in front of your grandfather who's in a wheelchair and see if your grandfather also gets hard. Again, that's when you're going to want to lawyer up. It's pretty funny you just mentioned Twinks because I had finished Search Party. We finished it in three days, but the Twinks in that show, the Twinks, you know, the one who ends up uh, playing a pretty important role in the show, it's, it's awesome. I love Search Party. Yeah, it is a very good show. But man, maybe looks a lot worse yeah yeah she can't really figure out what to do with her hair yeah and unfortunately i watched um arrested development you know during my high school years and i had high hopes that she would have very great breasts but it turned out in another series that i watched that was on netflix when she did reveal her breast it was very disappointing so that could have also been a result of vaccines we i, I do not know uh, whether anyone has done any kind of testing into whether saying whether vaccines make women's boobs worse. I, I believe that could be the case as well. Uh, I believe she's Iraqi, but, you know, Iran, Iraq, same thing. So I think this guy probably has a point, and this makes uh, the cleric's comments ring even truer. Yeah, I believe it was Clay Davis who said Sunni, Shia, she. Harrison, you know, speaking of stupid shit, I think we have a Reddit story of the week, and this comes from r slash bad roommates, and I believe you have the reading for us. Yeah, so the title is The Tale of the Worst Roommate I've Ever Had. I've lived with a total of seven different roommates in my life. This one was by far the worst. Let's call him Steve. After moving out of the dorms, I decided to try my luck with random roommates through a cheap but actually pretty nice student living apartment. When I walked in, the place reeked, and shortly after noticing that, I then looked up to see a monstrosity of a liquor bottle graveyard above the cabinets. It went across the entire kitchen, roughly 30 feet, and there were three rows in total. I convinced myself it was no big deal because I'm in a college-aged apartment complex. It's expected that people drink a lot, and that majority of the bottles probably came from past parties. Well, yeah, let's uh, pause here. You know, whenever I get a new roommate and I see that there's a monstrosity, a graveyard of, you know, liquor, I think this guy's responsible. He's probably going to be a good roommate. You know, maybe he just is a party animal. That's usually my thinking. So I think this guy so far is a pretty good guy. Right, right, right. Like probably gets the ladies, probably hits the gym, but, you know, also uh, likes to likes to go out on the weekend, have a good time. Yeah, and maybe has, uh, you know, a drink or two on Mondays or Wednesdays, too. 
Thursdays, maybe every night of the week. Maybe he just needs a little nightcap. Yeah, and he does it responsibly, just like Don Draper. No one was home in this four-bedroom apartment, so I scrubbed the entire place down, lit a candle, and tried my best to settle in. After about three days, I finally hear someone in the kitchen. Out of excitement and curiosity, I exit my room to greet my new roomie. Holy shit. I am not one to really comment on someone's appearances, but fuck this guy. This dude was the most hideous person I've ever seen in my 23 years of living. He was balding terribly. The hair looked like pubes glued onto his head. He had a gross neck beard, also pube-like, terrible acne, stained clothes, terrible posture, and was very short, which gave him even more of a goblin structure. I immediately noticed the smell of booze, and it was only noon on a Sunday. Mind you, he was a 29-year-old dropout. We chatted for a bit. It was extremely awkward, so I dipped back into my room. Okay, so this guy has... His image of his roommate has gone downhill really quickly. Yeah, one of the interesting things that, you know, I always wonder in all these stories where someone will live in an apartment with another person, but they never seem to leave the room. And I always kind of wonder, like, are these the Reddit apes that are doing the game shot or GameStop moonshots? Are these the diamond hand meme guys? Yeah, it could be, or it could just be all of the weird gamers who are up at like 4 a.m. playing World of Warcraft continuously. Yeah, this guy doesn't really have like uh, eight values to me. He has more like loser values. Drinking heavily on noon on Sunday. That's just always interesting to me because you would think he was drinking on Saturday too pretty late. So I'm going to go ahead and guess that he has a drinking problem. <laughs> well, and what's weird is that this guy had been there for three days before he saw the other guy? Yeah, that's definitely a red flag. Fast forward a week or so, I met the other roommate. This dude was great. He was clean, had a good social life, easy to talk to, A-plus person. He gave me a ride to Target so I could pick up some things. On our way out of there, he said, look, man, I'm moving out in about two months because I only signed a six-month lease. Steve is terrible. He gets blacked out every night and passes out on the couch. Move out ASAP. Unfortunately, it would have cost me $300 to switch roommates, and I didn't have that at the time. I talked to Steve about the other roommate, and he told me that he moved in about two weeks ago. I didn't know how to respond to this because the cool roommate actually moved in about three months ago. This is when I realized how bad of an alcoholic this dude was. Eventually, the cool roomie moves out, and Steve decides to take control of the living room. He watches The Simpsons on an old TV until about 3 a.m. while drinking countless 40 ounces and leaves the back door open when he smokes. I put my foot down after about three days of this. No TV after 12 a.m., clean up your liquor bottles, and fucking close the back door. He actually agreed to my terms, and so I accepted the compromise and moved on. Okay, hold up here. We have a very simple solution for Steve here, which is he likes to be dominated. Clearly, get this guy dominatrix. Hands clean, fixed, problem solved. This guy, you tell him, hey, uh, if you quit watching The Simpsons after you know midnight, I'm going to whip you. And he's like, ooh, okay, I'm going to clean up then. Yeah, I don't know. This guy seems pretty gross and also seems pretty lazy. So I don't know if that would actually incentivize him at all. Well, I'm not saying that the BDSM should include any type of like exercise or push-ups because that clearly wouldn't work. I'm just saying he needs a little bit of direction and guidance in his life. You know, I'm sure this last little bit, things get better. 
I'm sure everything works out in the end. That's how every single one of our Reddit stories goes. Like, things are fine at first. Okay, let me introduce a problem. Then in the middle section, there's something bad. And then usually at the end, it's, you know, kind of sets up the whole, like, happily ever-ending uh, story most of the time. I think that's what most of our Reddit's, Reddit reads have been, for the most part, if I remember correctly. Fast forward to the 4th of July. I got lunch at Chili's with the boys and dropped off my leftovers. This will be important later. I spent the entire day getting drunk, watching explosions in the sky, and just having a jolly good time. When I made it home, I witnessed the crime scene my roommate left for me. My leftovers were plastered across the kitchen counters, and the to-go box was on the floor. I'm not the one to yell at people, but when you fuck with my leftovers, all rules and decency go out the window. Steve was passed out on the couch. I started yelling, Steve, wake the fuck up. And he slept through it. I started nudging him and he jolted up with eyes so wide it looked like he had a vision like that's so raven. I started yelling about the leftovers, which turned into a lecture about his life and how he needed to get his shit together. Steve replied, dude, I didn't eat your leftovers. The other roommate did. I had to sit him down and explain how that was impossible because he had already been moved out for two months. Eventually, I forced him to pay me back for my Chili's meal because it was pretty expensive. Steve, first off, fuck you. Secondly, I really hope you overcame your drinking problem and improved your life, even though I strongly doubt it. Now, for this one, is it, it isn't one of the weirder or more salacious of our stories, but the thing I don't like about the original poster as much is that the solution was clear. You just tell this guy, hey, don't do this thing. And he doesn't do the thing. He listens like you can train him like a, you know, it's almost like a Pavlovian uh, dog. Give him a treat, tell him what to do. And he does it. This guy seems to overlook that obvious fact. It is pretty hilarious that he tried to blame the other roommate, though, when he had been moved out for two months. I'm guessing that guy had really lost track of time. Yeah, I mean, it is really hard to imagine how drunk this guy is getting where he's losing long stretches of time like months at a time like how many 40s is he drinking also i don't understand why the leftovers were plastered all over the wall and the box was on the ground i mean was he just shoveling food in his face just throwing it everywhere i just don't understand how that was possible although i do have to say the uh roommate does seem to have a little bit of a preoccupation with steve like caring that he's getting drunk like do other things man Quit caring about Steve. You know what Steve's going to do. He's going to get drunk and just be drunk. Just go out and have sex. I'll be honest, though. You never want that situation where there's someone just hogging the living room and just taking over the TV. You have to you have to nip that pretty quickly, because if not, it escalates and gets out of control and then things just get trashed. Yeah, I mean, I would say, well, publicly i'm not suggesting this but maybe privately i would which is you know how steve drinks a lot well what you need to do is get i'm not saying a full sleeping pill but maybe like half of one maybe uh you know just sprinkle it into one of his 40s and he's going to be knocked out for a while and that's going to save you a lot of time yeah but it seems like he's already passing out because he's just getting so drunk like it seems like he's pretty heavily uh lubricated on the couch because he had to scream at him just to wake him up so i don't think the sleeping pill is even necessary yeah that that is a very good point um so i guess the soul pigeon's position would be just uh let him get drunk and hope he dies all right harrison do you want to get out of here 
Yeah, that sounds good. Just a few quick reminders before we go. Please follow us on Twitter at The Stool Pigeons. Please rate, subscribe, and review if you're listening on a platform that allows you to do so. And finally, our premium episodes are available on Patreon. Just search for The Stool Pigeons. Bye.